This is the weekly podcast for Connection Community Church for Sunday, November 22nd, 2009. Located in the Middletown, Delaware, we are dedicated to connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers. For more information about Connection Community Church and our ministries, please contact us at www.connectioncc.org. If you seek a relationship with Jesus or would like prayer, please call our church offices at 302-378-7692. On behalf of the entire Connection family, we thank you for listening and pray that you are blessed by God's message. That's kind of tough. Yeah. Welcome to week three of Family Matters. Today, we're talking about facing the tough issues. I'm Alan Jones. And I'm Carrie Jones. And we're two sinners who've been saved by God's grace in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Holy God, thanks for this glorious day. Thank you for calling us together to share in worship and praise. Please open our hearts to your spirit as we share in your word. And help us to really realize new life in Christ once again. It's in his name, in your Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Amen. Family matters. So with Christmas and Thanksgiving, you know, right upon us and the family gatherings that they all bring, it's the time of year when we can't help but come face to face with some situations with some extended family members that we might have been able to kind of put off to the side or even pretend that they weren't there. Pretend, you know, like we would ignore them because it's easy. But here come the holidays and here come comes family. And here come challenges, you know, like like you, you invite your recently divorced mother to spend the Thanksgiving week with you, and she wants to know if it's okay for her to bring her new boyfriend along for the week and to share the room with him. Hello. Or you don't look forward to Christmas with your sister because you know that once again there's going to be that disagreement about dad who's living alone and the sisters, one sister's kind of overseeing that, and the other sister comes from afar, and one sister believes that one kind of thing needs to happen, maybe some supervision or even a nursing home, and the other might not. Tough, tough issues. Or you worry whether Uncle Charlie will once again ruin the family dinner on Thanksgiving because he's had just a little too much to drink all afternoon tough issues. You know, things we'd rather avoid if we could, but we can't. Not, but we could avoid them if we sever the relationships. But that's not good, is it? And so we stay in relationship, hopefully, with members of our extended family. And, And especially at this time of year, though, we face some really tough challenges as we have these family gatherings and everything around the holiday seasons. Tough issues. All families have them. I mean, if you think yours is different and all is well, it's really great right now. But the truth is, is that all of us at one time or another have had to deal with some really, really tough stuff. And we're not trying to be negative at all about family. We love family. Family's awesome. God made it so that we would be in family. But what we're trying to be is real. Because there's real stuff that we have to face. 
So keeping it real and facing those tough issues are really, really important this time of year, especially so that there won't be some big explosion. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, it's happened to us. A big explosion when you don't want to have a big explosion. And, you know, the list of of these issues varies depending on the family, but there's some consistent items on the list of tough family challenges, things like um, marital discord, even divorce and or infidelity in the family. Sexual or ethical issues, premarital sex, homosexuality, abortion. Abuse, physical, sexual, emotional. Substance abuse, alcohol and drugs. Aging parents. Medical issues. Estranged children and other family members. Raising kids. Financial and legal problems, either your own or those in your extended family. Now, you might not have all of these on your list. We We really hope hope not. not. (laughs) (laughs) Tough list. But chances are that you might have one or two that you have dealt with or currently dealing with. You might have your own unique hard-to-see, painful problem. The common denominator here is that all of these issues can be really emotionally draining. It can just set us off at the drop of a hat. And the thing to remember is that there's no quick and easy, obvious solution to some of these challenges. It's tough to turn some of these into win-win situations. You know, very often, these things just don't happen overnight. But they're things that have occurred over time. And they just keep on coming, keep on coming. And we know that there are things that can be dealt with. And things that the solution is really, really hard to find. Especially when we're dealing with adults in our family, adults who we really don't have control over anyway, but their actions or their behaviors or what's going on might seem to control you or me. So what are we going to do? Well, we're in church, so usually the solution has something to do with Jesus, right? Yeah. So let's look at Jesus as a model. You know, it's interesting thing about Jesus is he didn't hesitate to share truth with those around him. He, he didn't uh, whack them upside the head necessarily, but he didn't, he didn't uh, deviate from, from sharing truth with them. Example is like, are you familiar with the story of the woman by the well who came out at noon to get water and he had a conversation with her and, and he, he happened to ask her something about her husband and she said, well, I'm not married. And he didn't flinch and saying, oh, but you've been married five times and now you're just living with this guy. The thing about it, though, is he didn't say it in a particularly judgmental way. He shared the facts. And, and he shared it with her one-on-one, not in front of a large crowd to publicly embarrass her. And he didn't dwell on it. He said it one time, but he got his point across and made sure that she heard what he said. So if, if something's really bothering you or actually kind of controlling you, it might be important to pray about possibly addressing that, addressing it. Like we said last week, um, continuing to sweep things under the carpet, you know what it makes, a lumpy carpet. That's right. 
A lumpy carpet's very dangerous. When you share something, be sure to do so with absolute respect and absolute honor. It's really hard, but try to separate the person and the behavior. Love the person, but the behavior is not uh, is is what needs to be addressed. Mm. In the book of Ephesians, <clears throat> the apostle Paul shares this. He says, "Speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into Him who is the head, that is Christ." Thus, we are called to to tell truth to others, but always we are always to share that truth in love. And all too often, that's where the challenge comes. How do I share with someone the behavior I do not like, share with them a position that is contrary to mine, while at the same time letting them know I love them? Because very, very often, as soon as I share the first part that I don't care for the behavior or whatever it is, they're not listening to how much I love them. It's hard it's hard to separate those two things, both for the sharer and for the hearer. You know, at the same time, it's important to realize that if the person is an adult, that uh, they can choose to listen to what you say or, or not. And here's the thing. Even if it's our adult children, they're adults. And so they can choose to to listen and to accept or not. That's really, really hard. Sometimes life challenges are, and behaviors and circumstances make it difficult for us even to be in relationship with family members. So what's the alternative? The alternative is to not be in relationship, to sever the relationship, to disown that person. No, that is not the answer at all. Not the answer. It's important to pause, to reflect, to seek the counsel of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, in these tough issues. Mm-hmm. Often the thing to say is, what would Jesus have me do? Remember that. What would Jesus have me do? You know, if I've had the tough conversation with the other person, if I've let them know where I stand, if I let them know I don't approve of their behavior lifestyle, or if we disagree on how to take care of parents or some other family issue, it's important for all of us to know that we can still be in relationship. We can still be in relationship even when we disagree. Even when we're at odds with one another, challenging as that is. You know, when it comes to our children, even our adult children, or our brothers, or our sisters, or our parents, we can still be in relationship even if we're looking at things differently. They don't have to like our opinions, and we don't have to like theirs. We can see different things differently, and we will, and we can still hold firm to what we think, and we can still have that relationship, a loving relationship, even when we don't see eye to eye. Earlier, we used some examples that really aren't far-fetched. You know, a, a single and divorced parent comes, or, you know, all those different things that we said. This was an extended family, but I can remember a time when I had some 
college friends come and they wanted to stay with us for the weekend. And it was a boyfriend and a girlfriend and they expected to stay together in our home. We had little kids and that's not what we agree with. And so we had to risk, and we did, we risked saying, you're welcome to come, but it needs to be separate, knowing that they might choose to not even come at all. But if it's something that you believe in, and it's your house, it's important to say those things at times. Even if you don't have little kids, it might even be your own kids who come home when they're adults. And, you know, you may have rules in the house. Maybe, like said, abstinence is a rule in your house, premarital or whatever. And if that's the case, that might be the rule that you need to share. That the people that visit, even your own children, might not like it. And then that's their choice. And that could be painful because they might not want to spend the night with you. But if that's what's important to you, if that's the, uh, the, uh, the moral uh, kind of boundary that you've set in your home, it, it's your home. That's, and that's where it can get to be a really tough issue. You know, but you can't control somebody else's behavior or choice. But the one thing you can control is what happens inside your home. It's your home. You know, the thing is, though, there is an awful lot that we don't have control over. That, that we, it's beyond our control And what happens a lot of times is that we spend a lot of time and a lot of energy kind of worrying about those things, and they tend to control us. And here's what happens when we spend a lot of time in that spot. It absolutely drains us at times. I know it drains me. And I'm left without the energy to even deal with the things that I can deal with and make a difference in. But, you know, the one, one thing we do have control over is this. Um, we have control over what we do ourselves. And, and the one thing we would want to try, I think, very hard and is very helpful is to try to be fair with all of our family members, to be fair in how we deal with them. And what that means is not to play favorites. And that can be challenging at times, especially if you have favorites. But you try to not um, let that play out. That doesn't mean that we treat everybody equally because that's impossible. For one thing, what, what might be beneficial to one family member might be detrimental to another. So to treat them exactly equal, exactly the same way, might not be the goal. The goal might be, rather than treating them equally, would be to treat them with equality. Treat them fairly, not disproportionately, so to speak. The goal, um, uh, when family is in need of help, we try to help, Right? But the challenge there again is, is your help really help or are you enabling somebody in a behavior that isn't healthy? You know, we need to really examine, is the way I'm trying to help this person really helping at all? No matter how hard we try, no matter how much we care, no matter how much we love our family, our extended family, there are some very, very difficult issues that we all are faced with at times, and many of them are not solvable. That's the tough thing. There are issues that we need to learn to live with, and in living with those issues, it might be important to put boundaries around certain things, to not allow things to consume us, and some of these challenges are just perpetual issues that will be around for a long, long time.
Here's something else that's really important to remember, and that's this. It might seem at times like you're alone, but trust, you're not alone in having family, extended family challenges. Look around here this morning. I'm serious. Look around here this morning. <laughs> Look. You see all the people in this room? I can guarantee you every person in this room has some kind of a family or extended family challenge. Now, some might be greater, some might be lesser, some might be heart-wrenching, some might be, uh, you know, life-consumed, but everyone here has at least one and probably multiple uh, family challenges that they are either dealing with, have dealt with, or I hate to tell you, (laughs) are going to face in the not-too-distant future. And, you know, the thing is, though, um, we're not alone in this room. It's, it's, this is a human condition, and it goes all the way back. Open your Bible. Look in Genesis this week. Actually, this is a great assignment. Genesis has about 50 chapters. You could, you could have a soap opera for the whole year <laughs> at a chapter a week because Genesis is absolutely full of dysfunctional, challenging extended family junk, if you've ever read it. I mean, uh, read that, and that'll make your fam- a lot of your family issues seem like much more manageable. I mean, in that book, you've got in-law challenges. You've got substance abuse. You've got infidelity. You've got aging parents. You've got sibling rivalry. You've got parental favoritism. You've got fratricide. I mean, you've got a guy killing his own brother in this book. You've got incest. You've got the list goes on and on. I mean, we've just scratched the surface here. Golly day. It's better than a soap opera, like I said. And, and that's, that's God's Word. That's the Holy Bible. See, what it is is that's our human condition, isn't it? The reason it's in there and it's a reason it's with us, uh, well, not the reason, but what that shows us is we all are in need of a Savior. Amen? Amen. Amen. The guys there and the guys and gals in Genesis needed the Savior, and so do we. Yeah. There's a book called Loving Your Relatives Even When You Don't See Eye to Eye. And one of the quotes in that book is, is this. The painful truth is that little can actually be done, at least in the short term. Therefore, it is important for you to accept the fact that none of us has control over every matter under heaven. Theologically speaking, this means that we must learn to admit that we are not God and that we are all finite Limited and sinful creatures, say the rest with me, who fall short of his glory. Mm. So where does that leave us? Well, (laughs) this is always the answer. We pray, right? We pray, and we pray, and we pray some more, and we just constantly pray. Prayer helps. You know, it might not change the situation as we're facing it. Oftentimes what prayer does is change me, the person praying. Help me, it helps me maybe deal with the situation. helps me put the situation in a new light. helps me to somehow appreciate. It somehow might make me somehow in a better position to deal with that situation. And my prayer also, I know God hears my prayer. And my prayer affects God. 
Does that mean that God's always going to say, yes, Alan, I'm going to do exactly what you suggested? You are brilliant. Thank you. I couldn't have done it without you. No. Hard to believe, but no. That's not how God operates, and he doesn't say the same thing if you put your name in that sentence. But God does hear our prayer, and God does bring himself to the situation when we ask him to. Back about 75 years ago, there was a theologian, you might have heard of him, Reinhold Niebuhr, and he authored the Serenity Prayer. The Serenity Prayer, even though it's a prayer that is prayed in AA and other 12-step programs, it's a prayer that really is so accessible and applicable to all of us. It's not limited to those programs It's a good prayer for anybody and everybody. Here's the prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah, you guys have heard this one, haven't you? It's a good prayer. Let's let's say it one more time together. God... Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah, that's a good prayer for all of us, especially when we're feeling kind of in desperate circumstances or when we feel we're not really sure where to turn, when when we're not sure there's an answer to a situation. Because the value, I think, of that prayer is that we're not trying to tell God how to best take care of the situation. We're asking God to help us know where we can and where we can't. What we can do, helping us to understand. And, you know, the challenge is much more often it's what we can't do than what we can that we need to be aware of. it's It's not bad to pray for specific things to share with God our specific needs and our wants and our challenges. But, but you know, ultimately it's more important that, that, that we realize that we're not here to tell God what to do. We're reminded of the words of Christ. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane uh, preparing himself for the cross, which I'm not sure how you go about preparing for because that would be something that I'm not sure any of us would be looking to go to. And, and, and here's what he says. He says, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. In other words, if I, if I could somehow get out of going to this cross, <laughs> let's let that happen. And yet without even taking a breath, he says, yet not as I will, but as you will. Not, not, it's not about what I want, though. It's about what you want. It's not about what I wish would happen, but about what needs to happen. It's all about you, Lord, is what he's saying. So, yeah. Pray to God about those loved ones, especially those who are challenging, and, and trust them to his loving care. He'll take care of them. And if at all possible, try to stay connected in those relationships that are especially challenging especially difficult. You know, as a Christ follower, 
we're not the ones, you know, God doesn't want us to build these cinder block walls, but to continue to do what God does with us, which is to keep wooing us into that relationship with him. Don't cut off relationships. I know that there are some relationships that are very difficult and destructive and harmful, hurtful. And I'm not talking about those where it's a safety issue and you need to not have contact. But there are a lot of others where it's just so important. You know, a lot of times there's nothing we can do but just try to keep the lines of communication open. Mm. Who knows when that opening might happen? Who knows when the opportunity might present itself? Maybe not now, but years down the road, if we just try to keep the communication open. Don't be afraid to share your opinion, but be sure that it's a God thing. Be sure that God is the one leading you to do that, not a, a human thing. Make sure that God is the one directing you to do any kind of confrontation if that's necessary. And keep in mind the words that Jesus shares back in uh, Matthew 7, verses 3 through 5. <laughs> this is pretty sobering. Why, why do you look, he tells us, tells his disciples, tells us, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in someone else's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say that uh, 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 other person, um, let me take that speck out of your eye when, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye. <laughs> you hypocrite, he says to us. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will clearly see to remove the speck from the other person's eye. <laughs> there you go. And so... Today's a day that we have an opportunity to spend some time in prayer. As we conclude this time together, we encourage you to pray from your seats about a situation, uh, those, you know, zero in on a really tough issue that your family might be, de- you might be dealing with in your family, and seek God's counsel on that. See if God wants you to address it. Pray from your seats. You can pray up on the steps. There's a prayer corner in the back, and there are people who are ready and willing to pray with you about any situation, whether it's a challenge or a joy. Who is it in your family that you need to talk to about a tough issue? Also, when you leave, you'll receive this card that is your weekly challenge, your challenge for the week. You know, do you need to talk to a family member about a tough issue? Why not this week? If possible, do it face-to-face and alone. Prepare in advance. Be fair and respectful. That's a really big thing. Don't cast judgment. Be fair and respectful. Choose your words carefully and speak clearly. Don't nag. Above all else, pray, pray, pray. Now, I confess that when we were finishing our work yesterday to prepare for this, at this point in the service, as we were getting ready, at this point in the sermon, I just 
started crying because there's a situation in my family. I have a lot of brothers and sisters and parents, just like you do. It's big. And there's a situation with one of my family members where the door is not open. And I can't have the conversation. And the carpet is very lumpy. And we're all just trying to kind of take a deep breath and deal. And we don't even know how to deal with it. It's really hard. It's tearing some of us really apart. And so there are some of us who are able to have these conversations in love, make sure God's in it. And there are some of us who all we really can do is pray and cry out to God. In a situation like mine with my family member, it always happens around Thanksgiving and Christmas too. All I can do is pray and remember that serenity prayer, that, um, that's a really good prayer. I can't change things with my family member. And I pray for the wisdom to at least keep the door open so that one of these days, maybe there will be reconciliation. I also trust God that God's taking care of my family member when I'm really afraid for this person. So all I can do, all you can do, is pray. I'd like to close out our time together with the serenity prayer as we say it again together. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Let's pray. God, it is really hard. We all have situations in our family that are so difficult or have been difficult or will be difficult. God, help us not lash out. Help us not be judgmental. Help us not be really confrontational, but God, just fill us with your Holy Spirit and let us know when it's time to speak or time to be silent. When it's time to have a face-to-face or the time to just wait. God, it's all your time, and every one of our family members are your children And you love all of us. Thank you for our families. Thank you for the persons in our family, our extended family. We give thanks to you. You designed us to be a part of family. And so this day we praise you and we thank you for your love and for your grace and for your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. We pray all this in his name. And all of Connection Church said, Amen. Thank you for listening to our weekly message from Connection Community Church. 
If you would like more information about what you just heard, or if you seek a relationship with Jesus, please call our church offices at 302-378-7692. You can also find out more about our ministries and upcoming events on our website at www.connectioncc.org. Thank you again for listening, and may this be the greatest week of your life.